there, listeners. Howdy! Welcome to Rhapsody in Reverie, Season 2, Episode Ocho. Well, burn my butt and call me a biscuit. We're on Episode 8. Golly gee. Oh, would you look at that, Jedediah? We're on... We're on episode eight. Why don't you... Why don't you take a seat over there? Oh, man. While we elucidate. Illuminate, elucidate. <laughs> concentrate. I don't know these words. I know. Some real, real... Real learning going on here. <laughs> oh, learning. Okay, this I am dropping this. <laughs> we got a great show for you this week because we are talking about a wonderfully, wonderfully emo band in honor of Punktober. Punktober so, going strong, baby! Yep, we're right in the thick of things, and it is time for another spooky and dark, mysterious episode. Uh, so, so dark. Yes, so dark. Such <laughs> dark. Stop. Don't, uh, you, don't you dare. Okay. Why don't we <laughs> recap the hint from last week? So, last week... Um, we hinted that the featured artist for episode eight, um, was once, uh, an aspiring comic book artist. And if you wonder why it took so long to start that out, it's because I completely forgot what the hint was. So there's that. Uh, and congratulations yet again to the king, the master, the undisputed champion, Sebastian. A... a round the of applause goat. for you. A the round of goat. applause. The joke. So far, he was the only correct answer. Um, you're the king, my man. Uh, and without further ado, I will now reveal uh, his correct answer, which was... My Chemical Romance! Yeah! I don't know why I said it like that! <laughs> Channeling your inner um, Gerard... <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Uh, that's funny because like every time every time I think of my chemical romance now, I think of when they broke up and he listened to all of their albums in order and like live tweeted it. Mm-hmm. And the entire time he was listening to the Black Parade, he was like, Why do I sound like I've got a porcupine shoved up my ass? Yeah, I, that definitely is like the first thing I think of when I think of Gerard right now. Yeah. I'm sorry that you single-handedly destroyed your legacy. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, um, he, he wasn't wrong. I know. <laughs> like, but, you know, we love him for that. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to jump right into the discussion now of... Um, my chem, and I think there's not been a band like it before or since. To be honest, yeah. Like, and I know they get like lumped into like the quote unquote emo trinity with Panic at the Disco and Fall Out Boy, but I never got. 
I never got the sense that they sounded like them. I always thought they were kind of in a league of their own. I don't know if you agree or not. But um, um in some ways I do. I kind of I kind of see them as a great um bridge between the two, like Fallout Boy and Panic. At least if if you take um Fallout Boy and Panic in their early years. Okay. I feel like my chemical romance was a good kind of center point between the two elements of Panic and Fallout Boy that were great about each of them. Because I think you have Panic, which is very theatrical, and uh, there's a very clear sense of story um, within their music. And then you have Fallout Boy, which had a lot more of a sort of they also had a story, but it wasn't nearly as theatrical, and their music was a lot more um, hard, you know, when they started. It was a lot more in line with their influences of the time, which was more punk and pop punk yeah. and punk rock. And I think My Chemical Romance sort of combines those two elements in a way that is fresh and unique to them. And I think that's to me, why My Chemical Romance stands at sort of the top of the Holy Trinity as being the go-to emo band. Like, when I think of an emo band, My Chemical Romance is the one that comes up, and I'm sure that's the case for a lot of people. That's true. I think they did. They, they, I think they went harder than both mm-hmm. of the others, in a way, because, like, they were all just so committed to the emo but I think at their heart, they always, they embraced the emo, but I think they were also like, hey, we're a rock band mm-hmm. and we're just doing what we feel is right. Like they, they defined the genre instead of letting it define them, which I respect. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's definitely true. My Chemical Romance always just felt unique to their own vision in a way that not a whole lot of other bands that sort of came after them um, in search of similar success were able to do. Because I think there are plenty of people that have tried to be My Chemical Romance and just haven't quite gotten there. Because because you can't. There's no way. They were Mm -hmm. the perfect blend of like, overtly theatrical like theatrical themes with like raw pain (laughs) yeah combined combined with like you know the hardness that is rock and roll and you know punk rock and stuff like that like it's there's no way around it that that formula was unique to them and you can't just replicate that and expect it to be good Mm -hmm. so yeah so let's backtrack a little bit and talk about kind of how we first were exposed to My Chemical Romance, which is an interesting question because with a band like My Chemical Romance, um, you, it's kind of almost, they're so big that it's hard to sort of trace the beginnings. At least for me it is in some ways because I'm just, for a band that's on hiatus slash dead, they're, they're still so like 
relevant and current that I don't even like think about the start of their career because I'm just so like in it still. Really? Yeah. For me, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Well, go into it. How how did you like? Are were you able to trace a starting point, so to speak? Kind of like I. I remember my very first instance of hearing about My Chemical Romance, I think, was um, I was at a friend's house in, like, 2006 or something, and she was really into the Black Parade, because um, I think it had, like, just came out at the time, or was coming out something and so she and a couple other friends were talking about it and I remember having the reaction um the kind of annoying reaction of oh everybody likes this so I'm not going to listen to it oof (laughs) which is like again we've talked about this before but try not to limit yourself that way kids because Like, there's plenty of great music out there that a bunch of people like, so don't limit yourself. Anyway. And the only person you're hurting is you, so... Exactly. Um, Anyway, so there's that. Also, at that time, I wasn't quite into my emo phase yet, so... Because it was 2004. (laughs) Yeah, it was... Yeah, I was very young, so I wasn't quite there yet. I was approaching... But I was not there yet, so I was like, I have no interest in this, whatever. Um, so that happened, and then I just never looked into their stuff after that, and then I eventually grew up and did enter my emo phase and got into emo music and stuff, and My Chemical Romance was always just that name that was out there. I knew who they were, and I'd like heard songs over the years but never like listened to full songs or anything okay and it wasn't until danger days came out Ooh. and i heard uh na 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 um (laughs) i don't know how many nas are actually in the title there's a lot i haven't counted them in a while anyway but i heard that song um, I think on like MTV back when MTV was still playing music videos, uh, mm. it was it probably played like in the morning on Saturday when I caught it, and I remember really liking it. And I ended up buying the Danger Days album, and then I just played that album on a loop for months, and wow. I loved it. For it actually was in. Um, this was back when I still had a physical alarm clock that played would play CDs when you woke up. So I had the actual, I had burned Danger Days onto a CD and I put it in my alarm clock so I could wake up to look alive sunshine. Oh my god! <laughs> every morning, <laughs> and I would play that CD every morning. So I was like getting up and getting ready. Eventually, I had to take a break because there's only so many times you can wake up to look at live sunshine before you're like, oh my god. Um, 
But yeah, that's basically how my My Chemical Romance like experience went. And then after falling in love with that album, I then started going back properly into their discography and listening to their other songs. Interesting. Yeah. So, so you really you really didn't get into it until about like high school. Yeah. Which is it's really it's appropriate. It's more appropriate. Yeah, you know, I think like for me personally, sometimes you have to hear something when the timing's right. And so when the Black Parade was coming out, it just wasn't the time for me yet. I wasn't really into that kind of music and like you know, it just wasn't really where my head was at the time. Back then, I was still into, like, discovering a lot of, like, hip-hop music and stuff that my brother was listening to, as well as, like, stuff I was getting from my parents and things like that. So I was still sort of getting my bearings into, like, learning about music and artists. So yeah. it just wasn't the time for me. But by high school, I was in the right mindset to be receptive to the My Chemical Romance lyrical style and the emotions that they're putting in. Like, long story short, I was an angsty teenager, you know? And I needed them to help me through the angst. So there that they works. were. <laughs> I was like, I'm not emo enough for you guys yet. Oof. <laughs> Give me a few years. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, yeah, that's my story. Um, and I know you have a different story than mine. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, well, my story is pretty different, but um, it's kind of not my fault. Um, I would go over <laughs> to... <laughs> Hold up, guys. It's not my <laughs> fault. <laughs> I would go over to my cousin's house a lot when I was younger. Like, we would have sleepovers so often. And she was, like, the cool older cousin who was, like, three or four years older than me. So she was, like, at that sweet spot where I still didn't realize, oh, I mean, we're we're still kind of close to the same age. But she was, like, older enough... <laughs> for me to be like oh she's so cool and she got to listen to whatever music she wanted where mine was kind of monitored by my parents and like I had stuff I couldn't watch or see and um so like when we went over to her house like I got exposed to like stuff that I wouldn't usually get exposed to at home and one day I forgot what happened like she had to go somewhere uh but she left MTV on in 2005 when MTV still played music videos <laughs> rest in peace uh <laughs> And, like, she came back just as the song Helena started playing. And I was just, like, entranced by this music video. I was like, what's happening? This is the coolest thing. <laughs> like, I, like I, was, I, was so, I was so wrapped up in, like, the imagery, like, the coffin, the dead girl. And the sound was, like, really cool. Like, it really fit the whole thing for me. And I, I was like, this is magical. What is it? And, and, like, she told me who it was, and I was like, oh, this means nothing to me. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I didn't get it, but, like, that, that was, like, my first real taste of, like, the kind of music that I would, you know, 
come to rely on almost like as a crutch um, later. And around seventh, eighth grade, I started revisiting them again because like my quote unquote emo phase, because like I never had a full blown emo phase due to the fact that everything I did was monitored. <laughs> like, um, I didn't really start getting more into music uh, like this until like middle school. Granted, like 2005, I was in the fifth grade. So like, mm-hmm. My cousin sent me down a dark, dark path. <laughs> but um, no, like like seventh, eighth grade, like I really started listening to like the Black Parade and um Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge, because those are the two that I'm like the most familiar with because those are the two that like I don't want to say at the height of my emo phase, because like and what's what eighth grader needs an emo phase? Really? I didn't. <laughs> I had nothing to be upset about, really. Yeah. But I had one. And it started there. And, like, it lasted until about, I, I was about, like, 16. So it kind of ended, actually, right around the time you started, like, getting into My Chemical Romance. But, like, I, I have mine in the super cringy, like, late middle school, early high school days. So, like, I, that was, like, my peak emo. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although they say that you can't ever take the emo out of the kid. Yeah. Like, that's a, that's true. It, it is true. Yeah, I find myself listening to it um, every so often. Yeah. More often than I would care to admit. But, not the point. The point is that, honestly, they were my gateway drug. And mm. I could not have asked, really, for a better gateway drug. Yeah, as far as gateway drugs, that's not like that's throwing you right into the middle of it. Yeah, they were Mm -hmm. like, if I skipped weed and went right to heroin, (laughs) kind of. Yeah, yeah, just like I discovered my chemical (laughs) romance like well into my emo phase. Like, I was, yeah, full, like, I was totally like, my. Admittedly, my peak emo had already happened mm-hmm. before I even discovered them. So, yeah, I can't. I, think... Im- I can't imagine <laughs> <laughs> thrown into the deep end. Being a sixth grader, what's the worst thing? <laughs> I love it, but uh, I think too, like, so, like, because I don't know about you guys. If you go through like waves of emo. Where like certain bands really like hit with you for a moment, uh, but mm-hmm. my chem really hit with me for a little bit, and then um, I got to high school, and a lot of people really liked them, and I kind of fell into like, oh, well, now it's kind of overplayed, and it's like, all right, I need to take a break, so I just like stopped listening to them for a while, um, and I actually picked them back up in college, oddly enough, because some of their like <laughs> their renaissance period, if you will, was mm-hmm. uh. <laughs> was quite good but um i think yeah yeah i got the right into the deep end there (laughs) uh you know yeah well these guys have four albums over the span of like 13 years 12 years Mm -hmm. and 
we're not gonna go in order. Aha! So we're just gonna we're just gonna talk about what songs resonate with us the most. Cause uh, screw formatting. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. Admittedly, I I don't know the first album. I don't at either. all. I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> I think I heard Demolition Lovers for the first time um, today. (laughs) Yeah. When I was prepping for this, I, like, I honestly have not spent a lot of time listening to I Brought You My Bullets, You Brought Me Your Love. Um, I want to point out something that I learned today that was interesting. Apparently, like, 9-11 was really influential to this band. Yeah. Like they they only became a band because Gerard was like, oh, hey, life is short. I'm gonna make a band. Yeah, which is interesting. And this, I, I'm sure a lot of like diehard fans already know, but I was I was interested to learn that Skylines and Turnstiles was in honor of it. I don't know if honor is the right word. <laughs> in reference. A reference. Probably. Yeah, it's it's about them dealing with it, and mm. I think it's interesting because like when I don't I don't see a lot of bands that do that, a lot of rock bands that do that. Like of course country bands have done it because they're country bands, mm-hmm. but I, I think this is unique to them because I haven't seen any other punk rock band really acknowledge it or talk about it. Yeah, well, I mean. Radiohead has. Oh, do they? But, yeah. I need look. I need to brush up on my Radiohead. But like of the emo, of groups, the emo groups. I, I, you know. Look, I'm sure they're out there. It's just I thought this was fascinating. My it's also interesting. Romance, it, they're definitely probably like one of the most notable. You know. Yeah. Um, so hold up you never like actually in like sat down and listened to like three cheers for sweet revenge that has no i have three to four of their hottest singles on. i've listened to all of three cheers for sweet revenge okay i have admittedly it was today (laughs) um (laughs) but like no because here's the thing i like I knew Helena, I knew I'm Not Okay, I Promise, I knew The Ghost of You, and those were like the three songs from Three Cheers that I knew and I would listen to a lot, like, in high school. Um, but I never felt the need to go and listen to the full album so much. Um, and so I've just sort of recently... Um, gone through and listened to the full album and had the full exposure and experience of it but the songs that I liked on that album I liked a lot like I'm not okay I promise is the most perfect emo song in existence can we talk about that music video really quick (laughs) (laughs) because That music video actually scared me. I thought that's what high school was going to be like for me. I'm so scared. I was like, why is this light? I got into this shit way too young. (laughs) 
The dangers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when he's like, you think he's gonna go in to kiss her, and then he like takes an eyelash off her face. Yes. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. I love it. Yeah. And I love the part where it's like, you think he's like, I'm not okay. I'm okay. <laughs> right? Like, Iconic. And the part where, yeah, like that entire part, like right after, he's like screaming. He's like, you really need to listen to me. Right? Course, I'm not okay. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> like... It's just so perfect. I love everything about it. That yeah. that song got me through some like hard times too as a yeah. emo kid in high it school. It got me. It got me through some tough times as an adult, believe it or not. Because like you know those like songs yeah. you have that are like specifically for when you're an adult and you're driving around and you need songs to like sing to in the car. Mm-hmm. You know that remind you of your childhood. Yeah. And then that one came on, and I was going through, like, a rough patch, and suddenly I was, like, sobbing in the car. Yeah. It's like, I'm not okay. Yeah. That's a good song <sighs> to pair with Everything is Alright by Motion City Soundtrack. Yes. Between the two of those, it's, like, perfect for your, like, borderline nervous breakdown moments where you're just like, I need something. <laughs> Something to anchor me to the real world. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oof. Oh my gosh. I remember one time I, in high school, I, I, I listened to this song and I was particularly angsty and emo and I wrote, I wrote, I'm not okay, like in pen on my like wrist. And then I went to school and completely forgot about it. And then, like, I got a text from a friend who was like, hey, are you okay? And I was like, why? And she's like, I saw (laughs) what was on your... And I was like, oh. (laughs) Okay, Uh. two things. Two things. One, you explicitly wrote, I'm not okay. So she should have known the answer to that. That was a stupid question. (laughs) And two, good friend for checking up on you. That's Yeah, I mean, like, it was, no, like, genuinely, it meant a lot to me that she cared and stuff, and still does, like, like I'm very happy that she did do that, but I just thought it was really funny, because I was like, oh, it's actually a song, though, I mean, I guess, admittedly, when I did write it, I wasn't really okay, so Oof. it probably was for the best that she checked up, checked up on me, but... Oh, wholesome. Like... You know, good old My Chemical Romance. Yeah. They have a way of, like, they have a way of getting under your skin. Like, I really, I I really like that about them, where, like, they, they make you feel things. Like, sometimes you have emo bands that are good for dulling the pain, and then you have My Chem, which is good for, like, ripping the Band-Aid off and pouring alcohol into the wound. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like for yeah. me, that's like that's kind of like what like famous last words is for me. Hmm. That's one of those or disenchanted. Oh my god! <laughs> like if I'm in the mood to like really like feel whatever I'm feeling, those two, <laughs> mm-hmm. those two hits. Because because there's something about I don't I don't know if you remember the ending of famous last words. But there's a part where he, you know, he's basically going on repeat, like, I'm not afraid to keep on living. I'm not afraid to walk these 
Streets alone? Streets alone. Something. No, to walk this world alone. Oh, oh look at me. Fake fan. <laughs> but no, like, those are those are some pretty powerful things. Because, like, his thing is, like, you know, I'm going through some shit. I'm going to keep going anyway, kind of a thing. And it's, I, I know, like, it, it means a lot to, um, to a lot of people. Like those, Definitely. the end, the ending of that song is a really powerful statement for quite a few people. Mm-hmm. So re- respect for that. Cause, um, not, not to like, not to rag on emo music. Cause as you know, we did two episodes on why we love it, but a lot of it is, you know, we're going to feel this right now. This is, we're going to feel it and we're going to get through it. We're going to slog through the shit to get out clean on the other side. And it was kind of a beautiful thing. Yeah. So there are a lot of really beautiful moments in my chemical romance songs. Yes. I always like the the ghost of you to me oh. is one of the most beautiful songs. Like in in a weird way. Like in a like in such a like heart wrenching way, you know? But there's that's something really about it that's so sad and just so beautiful and just how sad it is. Yeah. Like truly, <laughs> like, like I've so never sad. like that was one of the first songs that I heard that just was such a perfect articulation of loss. You know, mm-hmm. like, it just it really gets to the core of like how you feel in that sort of moment, and also yeah. the music video for that is just like awesome. <laughs> I think yeah. it was so well done. And again, really sad. I cried when I saw that music video. No, it's it's really good. It's really sad. Mm-hmm. Also, they all look really good in like old military uniforms. I have to commend them. Yes. On the topic of music videos, we can't talk about my chemical romance music videos without talking about Welcome to the Black Parade. Oh, iconic! Iconic. Completely iconic. <laughs> it freaks me out the first time I saw it, but in like a weirdly satisfying way. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like 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 I couldn't look away kind of a thing. Like it was it was scary, yeah. but I also wanted more. Yeah, I kinda had a similar reaction. It is kind of there's something like kind of scary and unsettling about it, but also very, very intriguing and oddly comforting. Yeah. Part of me was like, did he go to hell and join an a a parade? <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> is that what happened here i have so many questions <laughs> i do i do love the fact that it is a beautiful beautiful meme <laughs> where it's like when the dad takes a kid to the parade and it's like will you be the savior of the broken the beaten and the dead and the kid's like dad i just want a balloon <laughs> i just want the balloon i like parades <laughs> Um, but no, it's really, it's, it's really good. And it's kind of, okay, granted, for a little while, I was a little frustrated by the fact that the emos had co-opted, um, what is it, the first three notes of, uh, Pocketville's Canon? Is that it? Maybe. I think it's Pocketville's Canon, whatever. Uh, I'm not a classical music expert, but... 
Um, yeah, so now everyone, like, if you play a G on the piano, everyone freaks out. Mm -hmm. I pray. <laughs> uh, yep. <laughs> also, on this album is Teenagers. Teenagers! <laughs> you know what? That's right. They had, they had, they had a lot to be afraid of, too. Seriously. Um, their teenage fans are scary as hell. Insane. Is the MC Army, as they were called, scared the hell out of me. And at the time, I was a teenager. And I was scared to talk to them. Yeah. Like... They were obsessive. Yeah. And they knew too much. They could find out things. It's like, how? They probably hacked people's computers. They were probably watching people through their webcams. Like, that's, that's too much. That's blurring the lines. It is a lot. And look, I mean, I'm definitely... I've I've been a rabid fan before, like, certainly. Yeah. But, like, there is that kind of... There's a line between... There's like, a line! <laughs> between, like, being an obsessed fan and, like, maybe stalking? Uh, yeah, it's a fine, fine line between uh, obsessive fan and Kathy Bates in Misery. Which three quarters of them were. <laughs> uh, yeah. So you know, I, so it's I. I understand where that song is coming from. Yeah, and even just and now. <laughs> now that I'm at like a twenty something, they're even scarier to me. Oh yeah, now Jesus, I wouldn't even go near a high school. <laughs> I will cross the other side of the street if I see like a herd. You know the kind the herd. Of, oh, like, yeah. high schoolers, <laughs> if I'm at the mall, <laughs> I will purposefully hide in another store. Kids, you're scary. <laughs> They're so scary. It's the chaotic energy. Uh <laughs> Yeah, it's the, like, youthful exuberance. It reminds me of everything I don't have anymore. <laughs> yeah, and I'm kind of mad because I feel like I didn't even get it. So, like, where was I when they were passing out youthful exuberance? Yeah. Teenagers. I hate them. Uh, <sighs> but yeah, no, it's a good song. It's very chaotic. It's very much like a cathartic song. So it's it's another fun one to sing when you're driving around at like three o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It's a fun a, one. That's a very, very good like karaoke type jam. Yeah. <laughs> and like you have to really channel that porcupine. Yeah, you have to really <laughs> feel it. You have to contort your face <laughs> and just like <laughs> sort of stop pronouncing words correctly. <laughs> not, not quite not not quite to the point of early fallout boy, but just to know. Yeah. Just a dash of it. Oh my god. Again, clench your anus. <laughs> that porcupine is up your asshole. And you don't Scanners. want it slipping, because it'll cut you. Oh, it just had to turn around. Mm -mm. <laughs> oh my god. But let's... I want to talk about na 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 danger days. Na 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 So... I, I think it's funny because like I, I've I've told you before I've got friends who were like more obsessive about my chem than I ever was, mm -hmm. and when this album came out they went fucking nuts, <laughs> <laughs> and 
I was excited for it because I was like, oh, like I've heard, I've heard na 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 na. Like it sounds like fun. And mm-hmm. they were telling me about it being a concept album. Now I want you to understand something. Here's my confession. Mm-hmm. I was a disgusting theater person. So <laughs> when I heard the term concept album, my mind did not go, oh, an album built around a concept that kind of tells a story, but not really. Mm-hmm. My mind went to, oh, this is the precursor to the actual album we're going to get. Awesome. Because <laughs> uh, in it. theater, like if you released a concept album, it was like, this is what we hope to do, but it might be really different when the official album comes out. Yeah. Like, I was very, very confused. Hmm. I was extremely confused. And they had, like, an argument with me, and I was like, please stop. (laughs) It's not that big a deal. Okay, you're right. I don't care. (laughs) But, um, but Na 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 is a jam. It's so good. And I still don't know all the words. (laughs) I... I know it when I sing it. You know? I don't even know what then. All I know what to do are the na 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 na. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I, love, I love that song. So many, like, because the, the lines are really just so, like, they make you feel so badass when you sing it. Like, you know, like... Give me love. I don't need it, but I'll take what I want from your heart. Yeah. And I'll keep yeah. it in a bag in a box. <laughs> I'll hear like pieces of it and I'll know like blurbs. Mm-hmm. But I I still don't know all the words. But I go really hard on the na 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 bit. Yeah. Also, shout out to the music video. Oh, this whole era. <laughs> It was so beautiful because it was such a like clear concept. This is when you really get to see. Um, I mean, like they've done this through their entire career, but like this is you really get to see the comic book artist in Gerard Way come out. Yes, this, this and was... they had. I want to say they had help from one of their friends who was a comic book artist as well. Mm-hmm. Um, because like that was a big deal to them that they both like worked on this and they were really excited about it yeah yeah this is probably one of the like first like concept albums that i like really really got into and i just loved it because they executed this like vision so well and they created this whole world nice their music and i like that's just so cool to think about you know like they just they came up with these characters they had names they had personas and personalities yep. and it all they had comes style across. yeah it's just so good and na 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 is like the perfect like summation of it kind of in some ways like you really get a proper taste of it in that music video of this world the sort of post-apocalyptic world that they're in. Um, so good. I love it so much. <laughs> I also, like, I just love the end of that song. It just ends so, like, perfectly. Yeah, it, like, it really ends. It's so, cha- the, the song is so chaotic throughout, and then, like, it kind of just ends with this sort of, like, final, like, exhalation it's just like, let this world explode. And then, boom, end. Perfect. 
Oh my god, I love it so much. Nah, 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 nah. And MTV <laughs> played that music video a lot in the mornings when they still played music videos. Rest in peace. The future is bulletproof. The aftermath is so secondary. It's <laughs> time to do it now and do it now. Kill <laughs> Joyce. Make, Make some notes. But yeah, I kind of wish like I had a comic book series that I could like read now about it. And I think he's yeah. actually trying to do that. I think he's actually coming out with a series for that, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Um, which is pretty exciting, honestly. Oh, yeah, like definitely. He's, he gets to live all aspects of his dream because before he was in a band, that's what he wanted. So that's mm-hmm. pretty dope that he gets to like do everything. Yeah, I mean, he's got uh, the Umbrella Academy coming out on Netflix, too. Yes, I heard about that. That should be really exciting. Yeah, it's gonna be dope. Mary J. Yeah. Blige is in it. Ooh. <laughs> um, but... And can we take a minute to acknowledge Sing? Oh, my gosh. Sing, your father. Sing, Sing, father. Yes. Sing, that's such a like that's such a pure song it's such a pure-hearted song there's something about it that's just like wonderfully defiant like you know there's so much going on like our bats are against the wall all we can do is just sing our hearts out and live as loud as we can and not don't look back, you know? This is true. It's so beautiful. It's so dope. The music video for that song is also great. Right, um, the continuation of na 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 Yeah. <laughs> Every time I say that song, I have to say the whole... Yeah, you can't just say, like, na-na-na. <laughs> you have to say na 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 <laughs> uh, and like yes you sound like an ass but but no 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 yeah no the I'm still unclear thing... is, were they fighting vampires was that it um it was what like this they? it was like this weird sort of like shadow organization government kind of thing right yeah, I don't know why I thought it was vampires. I don't know. I mean, it's been a long time since I've watched those music videos. I should watch them again. Yeah, but like, I gotta go back. I just yeah. remember like really liking the fact that they brightened up their aesthetic a little. Like, I loved the Black Parade phase where mm-hmm. everything was so like dark and weird and cool. But like, mm-hmm. it's it's cool when the colors started coming in because it was very vibrant and very well put together. Yeah. So. It was vivid. It was very. It was. It was like a comic book again. Like it just like yeah. It, the imagery was just very striking, and I appreciate it. One one thing about Sing that always makes me laugh is there's this whole like thing about some Fox News. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I forgot exactly what happened, but I remember. Yeah, they said hearing... it was like propaganda. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. I'm like, what? Yeah, it's kind of... (laughs) It was kind of an example of, like, people reading, like, way too much into things. 
Yeah. Like, like, like you know, sometimes bands are characters, number one. So, like, even if, like, because, like, the lyrics that they took um, umbrage with, if I remember correctly. Oh, it was the part where it's like, uh, cleaned up corporation progress progress dying in the process children can we talk about it living on the webways people moving sideways you know on and on and on and on um and i thought there was a point where like he's saying join us but i don't remember um but yeah that was the part that like freaked people out and i was like okay this is another example of people who like have not listened to this kind of music before and have kind of cherry picked this because out of context it's freaky and yeah I kind of get it, but like, it's just like it's it's another example of you're not in it, so you don't get it. Yeah, and like it was, it had like nobody was saying you know, let's all be communists and let's all do this that and the other like nobody was saying that. Um, it was kind of just another one of those songs. It's like rebellion is okay. Mm-hmm. Like it, it reminds just a stand up for yourself song. You know? Yeah, it's like it's like famous last words except more angry. Yeah, if that makes yeah. any sense. It it's really like this entire album. I think thematically to me, it's all about defiance. Yeah, you know, and just like sticking to your guns. Yeah, and uh, and I th- I, th- I think this was like a point in time. Like, I know he was, like, a new dad. hmm And I don't know what the band themselves were, like, going through at this time. Like, I don't know. But I feel like it was a more personal thing. I don't think it had anything to do with trying to sway the youth. As they said, they're scared of the youth. <laughs> yeah. They can't sway them. And they're very aware. <laughs> so, like, I don't know. Again, like, I, I you see this sometimes, like, where... If you hear like sound bites out of context for the whole song or out of context with the theme of the album, even mm-hmm. you're going to be like, oh, this sounds bad. It's kind of like the satanic panic on light. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, it was weird. It was very weird. It was weird. Anyway, um, I love Destroya. So much. Because it's really fucking loud. Yes. And just like an just abrasive like in your face rock song. And I really needed that at the time when I first heard it. And like it's just so good to just like headbang to and like if you're having like a bit of a like sort of restless phase Mm -hmm. you just like put that song on i used to listen to that song a lot when i was like cleaning my room in high school like you just like get into the zone (laughs) it was a good one to get into the zone too Mm mm-hmm like Oh my gosh, there's so many, like, so many of these songs are just so good. Like, I I can't stress that enough. Like, Scarecrow is 
such a like sweet kind of summer song in a lot of ways the same with kids from yesterday the kids Mm -hmm. from yesterday makes me sad yeah of course like yeah for obvious reasons but like it's a sort of like comforting sadness which again my chemical romance does really well like there's something about it that like i feel sad but also like there's hope somewhere far off in the distance like i listen to that song a lot around like graduation time Ooh. i don't know why but Ooh. <laughs> uh, all right yeah it, it's a it's a interesting one but this album really just kind of has like a little bit of everything you'd want like you have that kind of sweet song and like summertime is also kind of like that um kind of hazy and nice and then you have yeah. songs like planetary go and oh Party planetary go when you're just like loud and fun and like really dramatic the porcupine is really really digging in there god <laughs> I mean... What have we learned today, children? Orcubines. <laughs> they make all the difference. <laughs> Gotta clench! Clench it. Yeah. Oh, uh. man. No, like... But really, the, the chorus of Planetary Go is like peak porcupine. Cool. <laughs> like... I want that to be our new litmus test of if emo's good. Is it peak porcupine? Or are they singing with a loose asshole? Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, it's a great song, though. Just even, like, lyrically, it's just fun. Yeah. You know? And then... Uh... Yeah. Save Yourself, I'll Hold Them Back is a really... That one's a really, like, cinematic song, I think. Like, I can see that in a movie very clearly. I like how a lot of their songs can be seen as cinematic. Mm Mm-hmm. I appreciate that about them. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Again, it speaks to sort of Gerard Way's, like, natural sort of storyteller quality Mm -hmm. he's just really really good at painting a picture visually through music and we love you for that gerard we really do we really do the whole band honestly was pretty magical Mm -hmm. they really were and they came at a magical time in the world like they they really struck when the iron was hot. Yeah. Like, I think the world was ready for them. <laughs> and when the world needed them most, they vanished. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Actually, though. Ah. Uh, uh, but no. <laughs> I know. Uh, now, 2013 was a very interesting year. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, I mean. I, I, yeah. I don't know. This is us paying our respects. Yeah. Like, you, we, we love and miss you. 
Yes, we do. And we Come appreciate back if the you gift. Want. We appreciate the gift that you gave us when you had the time to give it. And now you were all on to bigger and better things. So, yeah. I mean, do you want to shout out any, like, favorite My Chemical Romance songs? Like, if you had yes. a few. Okay. Well, this is not in album order. So I'm just going to pick some stuff. Uh, yeah. Helena. Obviously. Mm-hmm. I'm not okay, I promise. Mm-hmm. Famous Last Words. Mm-hmm. Um. Welcome to the Black Parade. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, dead. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked that song. That was my peak edgy middle school days. <laughs> Honorable mention to Mama, Blood, and Gun, because they were also in my peak edgy. <laughs> oh my gosh. I remember there being this animated cartoon that somebody put together for Blood. And I was like, this is dope. (laughs) (laughs) My mom heard it and she'd be like, what is this? (laughs) (laughs) I also want to, I also want to shout out Disenchanted because it's a really nice song. Yeah. All right. Anyway, those are my, my favorites. Your turn. Go. Um, okay. I would have to say uh, my favorite My Chemical Romance song is going to be The Ghost of You. Excellent. Um, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hmm, probably Destroy Ya. Nice. Um, the kids from yesterday and Scarecrow with an honorable mention for I'm not okay, I promise, and teenagers. Yeah, I think I think that's good. Like, I mean, honestly, like this the entire Danger Days album is my favorite, but like those were like the top ones. Also an honorable mention to um Oh, yeah, an honorable mention to Party Poison and Planetary Go, because those were so fun. So fun. Um, also, shout out to Look Alive Sunshine, still one of my favorite intros to an album. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I just loved the whole, like, radio announcer bit. I just thought it was so cool. It was really cool. Yeah. All right, well, we did it. We did, we did a it. My Chemical Romance episode. Don't say we never did nothing for you. Yep. <laughs> oh, man. So, <sighs> without further ado, now that we've finished our main conversation for this episode, it mm-hmm. is time to move on to everybody's favorite segment, Up and Comers. Up and Comers! Woo! Woo! Who do you have for us this week, baby girl? All right, so this week I have a band in line with the spirit of the episodes we've been doing recently is Between You and Me, and they are a pop punk band from Australia. Shout out to 
all those Australians out there. Um, they are actually currently on a tour with my up-and-comer from last week, Bearings. Oh, cool. Yeah, which is how I discovered them, because I was looking at venues and shows, and I saw the show, and I decided to like check out the music because the band name sounded cool, and I was like, oh, I actually like this stuff. Um, so I really liked their song Dakota. They have a really great sort of old school, um, uh, it's funny to say old school because it really wasn't that long ago, but like old. early 2000s, like oh. emo or pop punk kind of sound. <laughs> and so I really appreciate it. Kind of bordering on like, um, I'm trying to think of like a good band comparison, maybe like Blink 182, but like, or like in some something along that vein. But regardless, if you like pop punk music, I think you'll really like them because they're really good. And Dakota was a total bop. Um, they have a new album that's out. Um, everything is temporary, so definitely give them a listen and check them out. If you want to follow them, they are on Twitter at B-Y-A-M-A-U-S. So it's basically their initials, the band initials, and then A-U-S for Australia. Um, so definitely give them a follow. Um, shout us out. Let them know that we sent you. And yeah, then circle back and tell us what you think of them because i'd love to know your thoughts they're dope and i think you'll like them all right so who is your up-and-comer for the week so my up-and-comer is sadly not punk related at all they're more indie rock uh we're gonna talk about a band called uh all right it's either pronounced one of two ways will dorado or wild dorado I'm going to say Will Dorado because it sounds better to me. But for all I know, it could be the other way. Uh, they're a band <laughs> from Los Angeles, California, and they are currently on tour for the next couple of months. So actually, uh, if you feel like it, they will be hitting Philadelphia October 22nd. So if you're in the area, go. Yeah. Just, just do it. Um Two songs from them that I've been listening to on repeat are Rubble to Rubble and Sorrow, which is brand new, by the way. Um, they are also, if I'm not mistaken, coming out with a new album very soon. I want to say that. Mm -hmm. That could be wrong. Anyway, if you want to follow them on Twitter, they are at Wildorado. So W-I-L-D-E-R-A-D-O. Give them a follow. Listen to their stuff. If you like them, give them a shout out and tell them that Rhapsody and Reverie sent you. Just do it. Be yeah. Cool. All right, guys. Well, that concludes the episode now that we've done up and comers. We hope you like them. And again, as always, Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Rhapsody and Reverie. Be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are at Rhapsody and Reverie Podcast on Facebook and at Rhapsody Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. 
Also, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, all those places. Leave ratings, leave reviews, give us feedback. We love it. We love you. Do all the things. And also, be sure to check for announcements on our website because every time we do important stuff, we update that. We also have a Facebook group. Totally join the Facebook group. We share dope memes. We share random thoughts. I freak out about the 1975 releases. It's a fun time. You'll love it. And I need a place to stream about music. So if you want to check it out, it's Rhapsody Fam. Yes, it is Rhapsody Fam. So you can look it up on Facebook and you can join it. And when you join, be sure to introduce yourself and share some great music, <laughs> and it'll be fun. I'm going to write a jingle. <laughs> Rhapsody <laughs> fam! Join the fam! Rhapsody fam! I'll, I'll, we'll play it at the end, like, just so people will want to join. <laughs> yeah. All the cool kids are doing it. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we... Now that we've finished our episode, it's time to um, talk about next week, which we do not have a hint for because it's another themed episode. Ooh. And it's a spooky one. Spooky. Spooky. (laughs) Once again, congratulations, Sebastian, king of the hints. Uh, we are sorry we don't have anything for you this week. But stay tuned. There'll be hints coming. There will. Again. Not next week, though. Not next week. There's no hint this week, and there's no hint next week. But the week after, (laughs) there will be a hint. There will be. You know. Get your game on! Yes! Alright, Killjoys. Make some noise. Yep. MC Army. It's time to go and... Pay your respects to the ghosts of the MCR. Yep. Group. (laughs) (sighs) Alright. Well, you know. Bye, guys. Peace. (laughs) Yeehaw! (laughs)